All right, AOA Podcast back for another episode. So good to see you all. Frankie C is here. What's happening? Our lead topic, did Giuliani screw Trump? Spoiler alert. Uh, Bragg is delaying the grand jury. Jamie Dimon testifying in the Epstein case. The heroes of Nashville. This plain seat controversy. What would the Simpsons characters look like if they were... In real life, did Jonah Hill get engaged? What the heck is lesbianics? And Pepsi, Frank, has a new logo. No. Don't go, because that's our show. That <laughs> look yeah. of horror on your face. That was genuine. Yeah. That was genuine. It was not acting. No. That was brutal. All right, Frank, the um, investigative team here at the AOA podcast is extensive. Is it? And they never give up. Uh-huh. And every now and then they get lucky and find something on TikTok. And that is what we have here this evening. Um, this is TikTok we're talking about? We This came across our TikTok. Somebody sent this to us. And it is Rudolph Giuliani's. On the Sean Hannity pogrom. Okay. And he is explaining how campaign funds were not used to pay back Stormy Daniels. Okay. Now, nothing wrong with that. That is him protecting his client, Donald J. Trump, former president of the United States. But the issue would be is if he were to say that the president then paid back Michael Cohen, that would not be good for the president's case. Hmm. Because when you're facing a grand jury because your lawyer paid off a prostitute slash porn star um, to not talk about your relationship amidst a presidential campaign, your only real legal course of action is saying that guy paid her on his own volition and I had nothing to do with this. But if your own lawyer was on national television telling everybody how you paid that person back, maybe not good. Let me ask you this. Yeah. When did he do this? Because I feel like this Giuliani going on the air and saying that happened a while ago. A very long time ago. Would you like to hear the clip? I would. Here you go, sir. You were paying some Stormy Daniels woman 130000 I mean, which is going to turn out to be perfectly legal. That money was not campaign money. Sorry, I'm giving you a fact now that you don't know. It's not campaign money. No campaign finance violation. So, so they, they funneled it through the law firm. Funneled through the law firm, and the president repaid it. Oh, I didn't know he did. Yeah. There's no campaign finance law. Zero. And there's Hannity going, oh, I didn't know that he did. Yeah, because that's probably shouldn't have been said. That wouldn't have been a good thing to yeah. admit. He said that. Back when the Stormy Daniels thing came up, how many years ago? Right. Um, and that was we we thought that was going to be like the big, you know. I guess that's going to be big in this proceeding now, but back then we were like, yeah, there, that's there it is. His lawyer saying that he was involved. Mm-hmm. So what's you know? I don't understand. Now, is that, you know, they could they can get into a, uh, an argument of Giuliani misunderstood or was told the wrong thing or whatever it was and it didn't really happen. I understand all that. 
not ironclad. But again, if you're trying to say, well, Cohen did that on his own, because that's the course of that's the legal action. I, I, that's what other defense do you have? Right. Um, and then you have your own lawyer being like, there's no the campaign finance. He's going to pay the thing back. And he gave, you know, now it's like, well, holy shit. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't, I mean, that was, yeah, I don't know how many years ago. And now I'm sure that's going to be used. And I'm sure Giuliani, uh, you think they'll have Giuliani testify? Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, did you, is this true? You know, what he said, you know, what you said on the air. He said, yeah. He's going to have to say it under oath. You know, the thing is, is like, again, when you're trying to, you know, plead a case, you just have to convince the jurors, right? Yeah. I mean, you mm -hmm. just have to win the case. So if you can be like, hey, this was talked about. If, he, if Giuliani is not the only one who's saying this, then Trump's got a real problem on his hands, right? Because if his inner circle was talking about this, if there was a text, that's why, again, I said from the beginning and I stand by my statement, I would love to see what Alvin Bragg has, because if he's got something more than what everybody else has had that have passed on this case, then this would all be worth it. But if he doesn't, then he's the biggest dope that ever lived. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I feel like, how is this not a slam dunk? They have a check signed by Trump. They have his lawyer, the guy who's supposed to defend him, on TV saying he paid uh, Michael Cohen back. Hmm. I mean, and but they also they also they have Trump saying, "I have nothing to do with. It. I don't know what you're talking about." No, I don't like, know. what? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't get it. Um, now they're also trying to, um, which I think is a, a waste of time. But they're also trying to rustle up this idea of. Trump was intimidating Bragg when he posted the thing about, you know, him and holding the bat and that whole, that whole thing, which I have to tell you, like, I mean, the guy is, I don't know if you want to use the word genius. Frank probably does it. No, I don't. Perhaps conniving is a little bit better. Um, but the guy has a way about him where he can post something it's clear as day what it is, but then you know, it's also not his fault because he's posting an article and those people wrote that article and he didn't control the photograph, you know, because yeah, he's he claiming re he re he shared it on his page. Yeah, he reshared. So if, in case you don't know what I'm talking about, Trump put something on his Truth Social. It was a link to an article. And, you know, when you put a link to an article on Facebook or Truth Social, the, the image of the article pops up on top. Now, in the Hannity interview, Trump said that there was no that wasn't the photo when he first shared it which can happen you can change that photo and it will change on social media when you go and look at the page but basically that's what he's saying but it's kind of like you know he knew what he was doing i guess but he's done it in a way where it can't really stick to him but anyway there's people out there today trying to say that that in itself is a crime because you can't uh, attempt to intimidate um, like a DA, that's that's a no he knows. So hey, I don't know. This guy. He's good. He's he's he uh, is he a Batman villain. He just keep yeah. He is a Batman villain. But you know, it's true because they you know, Batman captures them, doesn't capture them, they get that they keep coming back every week. And this guy just keeps coming back every week with a new thing. It's like, all right, what else can I screw up today? And he comes out with this thing, and it's like, oh, okay, okay, another, another thing to add, add it to the pile.
Will Trump survive this latest escapade? (laughs) Tune in next week. Same Trump time. Same Trump channel. Topic number two here, Frankie C. Uh, Bragg delays the grand jury. So uh, the news coming out via a source who is reporting that he's going to put the grand jury on hiatus for about a month. He's going to give him a break till after April 5th and restart later on in the month. A source familiar with the matter uh, is telling news outlets. Oh, my God. How many? Mm -hmm. Just just get it. I can't with this. Well, a lot of people are saying, a lot of people are speculating that this is Bragg's way of easing out the back door. Like, oh, let me, let me, let me say we're going back away from this whole thing. Yeah. Let me say we're going on a break. Things will calm down. Yeah. Come Friday at 540, you know, 455, I'll put a press release out saying that we're not going to pursue any, you know, any legal matters and blah, blah, blah. That'll be the end of it. Oh, God. I don't know. Such a tease. Certainly not good. I don't think it's good if you put him on a a month-long hiatus. Um, Right. I don't know. I don't think that's a good sign for the case. But again, I don't know how many people have really seen this uh, Giuliani clip or if that would even play, you know. I think that's that clip is that's made the rounds before. I mean, that that's been around for years, that clip. It's it has been yeah, it has been, but I don't think anybody has been talking about it in this latest uh, context. Maybe not, but uh I mean you got that, you got it just doesn't look good. Everything that he's doing. There's nothing that he's done that makes you go, Oh, all right, got it. We're good. You know, everything he's doing, it just adds to it. I'm like, stop. He's always on you know, if I were lawyers, which they're probably in the face. They're probably yelling at him till they're blue in the face. Stop posting on your social media. Just stop it. Stop talking about the case. You dumb idiot. Stop posting on Truth Social, asshole. Right. But he's not going to stop. You can't stop him from doing anything, apparently. He loves it. He can't stop. I know. Um, So that's that. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean... Just been one big tease. Keep the old eye on it. Uh, of course, um, membership here on the podcast always helps uh, helps us put the podcast on, pay for all the expenses associated with the podcast. As low as two ninety nine, you could join, and you can take part in some of our shows, like the four twenty show that's coming up. Um, you get exclusive benefits, member uh, merch discounts, uh, all kinds of great behind the scenes stuff. All that and more. Link in the description below on the homepage of AnthonyOnAir.com. Join up. Become a member today. Do it. Thinking about making members-only jackets, but I don't know. It might be a copyright Ooh. thing there. Yeah, but it would be cool, right? Anyway. I mean, if you call it like AOA holes. Yeah, I know. Jackets, I don't know. I was going to go with the whole members thing. Um, I, I got it. But... I was going to steal it direct from the members-only company. Yeah, I don't know if that's good. Uh, brilliant name for a jacket, though. Yeah, any kind of thing. Just be like, yeah, members only. Like, members of what? Doesn't yeah, but it didn't last, right? Isn't that an old kind of thing? Nobody really wears those. No, but I think it kind of came back in an ironic way, which most things tend to do. That's true. You know? Right. Speaking of coming back, Epstein's back. Um, this uh, case 
has popped up where they're trying to persecute uh, J.P. Morgan and some of the financial institutions that backed Jeffrey Epstein. And now we just got the word that Jamie Dimon, the longtime chief executive of J.P. Morgan Chase, will be interviewed under oath. He will give a deposition regarding his bank's decision to retain Jeffrey Epstein as a client, according to people familiar with the matter. The sworn deposition is due to take place behind closed doors in May. As I said, this is the latest in uh, this high-profile case against the U.S. bank and an alleged Epstein victim by the United States Virgin Islands, where the disgraced financier had a home. The lawsuit claims that J.P. Morgan, uh, where Epstein banked for 15 years from 98 to 2013, benefited from human trafficking and ignored several internal warnings about his client's illegal behavior. Uh, the lender has described the claims as meritless. Sure. I hope what they I'm get wondering, nailed. Yeah, I hope so. What I'm wondering is where's the list we were all promised? I know. What's taking so long for that to come out? I don't know. They said they got the all clear, right? They said that Daily Mail reported it. It's what are we going back now? Maybe a month, maybe a little bit more. Maybe more, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know where that damn list is. Come on already with it. The flight logs. Think we're ever gonna get it? I don't know. I mean that's probably as as likely as the Trump arrest. (laughs) (laughs) What comes first? The Epstein logs or the Trump arrest? That'd be a great day if they if it both happened at the same time. What, mm. what do we? What do you talk about first? I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe not a. Maybe we separate them. Do the, do one and the other at, on two different days. I don't know what we would do, but that would be a big day. A lot of numbers that day, my friend. Yeah, that's true. Um, thanks to everybody who's in the live chat. I appreciate uh, all the nice comments that we missed uh, Monday's Same. episode. Yeah, Robin saying Trump Trump makes me want to puke. Puke. That's a funny word. Puke. <laughs> puke. Seinfeld there. Um puke. Victoria, I get butt hurt when you guys miss a day, throws off my commute to work. Yeah. Apologies for missing Monday. Um, before we get to the Nashville thing, and I, I really do not want to talk about it. it was a weird sort of a day where like we had some stuff planned and then the shooting happened in nashville at the school and then it was kind of everywhere and to be totally honest with you like i had just like the worst migraine and it got to a point where i was like looking at what we had planned for a show and then what everybody was talking about because there's like a real scientific way that we choose the topics like we we do I know Frank doesn't believe it, but we do like the, you know, there is a a certain way that we go about it so that we know we're talking about the day's biggest stories. And then that sort of just eclipsed everything. It became the biggest story. And I just could not sit here for an hour talking about another mass shooting. I just can't do it anymore. It's, it's gotten, I mean, it's, it was way out of hand. A long time ago, and it's just nonstop now. It's and become it's ludicrous. Sickening. Yeah, it's, it's become ludicrous. The worst, I mean, we're going to say I'm biased, but do, are we talking about it now? I mean, I don't want to, but you say whatever you want to say. Okay. Uh, the worst of it is you go, like, you look at the, 
I'm going to say it, but Republican senators and Congress people who are like, yeah, we're not going to. There was a guy, a uh, representative, I forget, I think it was from his state, from from that state, from uh, from Nashville, Tennessee. Yes. The and picture. Said, what? You talking about the picture? No, what picture? The Christmas picture? No, no, no. There are oh, plenty okay. of Republicans posing with their guns in their hand, you know, and posing. And they got the pins now at, at the, that they wear. That, that are AR-15s, which is disgusting. They wear AR-15 pins? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch <laughs> of Republican senators that have them right here. Um, and there was this guy. They asked, are we going to, you know, what are we going to do about it? Are we going to fix this? And he said, no, we're not going to fix this. Just like that. I was like, uh, what? I forget who it is. I can't, I don't want to name him and then get it wrong. Mm-hmm. But, uh. And then everybody's crying, uh, you know, Second Amendment, second, shove your Second Amendment up your ass. That's what I think about the Second Amendment. I saw a reporter from Australia, I think, shout out Ossiani, mm-hmm. where there's real reporters. And uh, they um, they had gotten one of, the, one of the Congress people from Tennessee, and um, it was one of these guys who had put up a photograph of, and again, another of these fucking dopes holding like you know ar-15s and shit in their christmas photo with his family yeah of course and so the shooting happens and he took it down and i guess this journalist was tracking it somehow and he was like he got him in the hallways of congress and he was like why'd you why'd you take the photo down for if you don't must feel bad you know he was trying to like really trap him into giving the the answer of yeah it's stupid to have that to begin with, but he didn't admit it as he, you know, he ran away as of they course. all tend to do. So here's the guy, Representative Tim Burkett or Burchett, from a Republican representative from Tennessee, on the school shooting. I don't know if you want to play the audio or not. If you want to play it, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Hold on. All right, let me look at us not talking about this. <laughs> lost their lives and I believe three adults I believe it's, and um, and the shooter of course lost their life too so it's, it's a horrible horrible situation and we're not going to fix it criminals are going to be criminals and my daddy fought in the second world war fought in the pacific fought the Japanese and he told me he said buddy he said if somebody wants to take you out and doesn't mind losing their life there's not a whole heck of a lot you can do about it three we're not going to fix it so well, that's just flat out. out not true. I mean, there are so, there there are some things you can do, and you could always try. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that, I've seen all these uh, the arguments against um, oh pa- passing you know common sense gun laws. The arguments against that are well, criminals don't care; they're just going to break the law. Well, so that means we shouldn't pass any more laws. There should be no laws because it doesn't matter because criminals are just going to break them anyway. Mm. I mean, why have a law against stealing a car? Criminals are just going to break in and steal your car anyway. Yeah, but there's a law saying that if they do it, there's a huge penalty for that and you go to jail and all this shit. So, yeah, we should make more laws, enforce those laws, and have, you know, tighter gun control. I don't understand why it's a free-for-all. Why there's one thing. Everything else has regulations and... And you have to sign up for stuff, take lessons, do this, do that. Uh, but guns, for some reason, it's a free for. It's almost, it's like the least regulated thing. It's like, what are you, t- what are we doing? 
Yeah. Why, why is that one thing so unchecked? This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's crazy, and it's very stupid. Anyway, but, but you know, this, like, I, I, so I couldn't just drone on about it. Because here's the other thing, too. In my son's, outside of my son's school, they found um, uh, bullet shells. Like. Really? Yeah, like by the by the dumpster. So that was like a whole thing. And then they there was a stabbing here on Long Island, not really close to where we live, but actually closer to where you live. They, they, some kid stabbed another kid and kid had to be like airlifted out. It all kind of happened at the same day. So by the time like showtime ran around, I was just like, I can't do this for an hour. I just can't have the same fucking conversations and do the same exact show again. So I I'm bringing it. Uh, it's a topic tonight. It's a topic on this episode because the one thing I can't help, but bring up and talk about, and there's a link to the video in the description of this episode. If you haven't seen it yet, but the body cam footage of the police officers that responded to the call. Did you see it? I saw the body cam. Yeah. It, well, we won't watch it here because YouTube doesn't like that stuff and we'll be in more jail than we already are. But um, you can watch it. You know, you could always pause this and watch it or watch it later. It's unbelievable. I mean, it is unbelievable. I just so happened to catch it. And I and I'm Frank, when I tell you, I went on the Internet on Monday to post that there won't be a show. And then I did not return to the Internet until like late last night because I'm just waiting for all the all of the stuff to blow over. And I know people are going to criticize me for that and be like, you have to get involved. You can't just let it happen. I, I'm done with it. I can't do it. I can't. I give up. I throw my hands up. So I didn't see it. But then I happened to catch it last night, like late last night. And I watched it and I was just blown away by the bravery by these cops that you know, the cop pulls up to the school. You can hear the call come over the radio. He pulls up to the school. There's a nervous principal, teacher, whoever, you know, with hands in the key to get in the place because they lock the place down now. Like this is like these, you know, which is terrifying that they like lock the kids inside the school with, with these people. But I understand that's whatever they think is the best procedure. You want to try to contain the shooter, I guess. Yeah, they are. Um, but he's like he's so and he's rolling in and they're just checking classrooms and checking bathroom doors and they have no idea where the shooter is or how many shooters there are. I mean, they said one, but you, you know, you're you're rolling into this, you know nothing. 
You know, it's not a video game where you know or somebody tells you what the parameters are. You have no idea other than there's a psychopath in the building with an automatic weapon just shooting children, right? And these guys go in there, and the 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 calmness in their voices, the the their training, you just watch it kick in. Like I know cops get a lot of shit these days, and it might not be popular with the woke people, you know, to praise a cop. But I'm sorry, those guys are well, I, heroes. They did, they did a great job. They went in. It was the the. I mean, from the time they got there to the time they took the the shooter out, what was it like? Two minutes. It was a little longer than that, but it was three, it, three, it was insanely remember. quick. Yeah, it was quick. They, I mean, they went right in and they just, you know worked their way through the halls and got to the spot and they were like and that was it they took they yeah took from the time it. they got there it was just minutes i think from the time of the first shot to the time they got there was maybe 14 minutes which is right. really not a lot of time when you know uh when you think about it but yeah and you if you watch the video watch it because they they finally start to hear the shots because again they go in and it's a little quiet and then they go and they realize it's on the second floor and they go in and just that moment where the the one police officer, his body camera, just they're in a hallway and it leads to like a bigger room that's like a wide open room. And just the moment where he clears the end of the, the wall where you can see the shooter and then shoots the person and takes them out. Like it's, uh, it, you know, it's unbelievable. Like it's a feeling that we could all only get from a video game. That is the closest... Right. We're going to get to that, you know. It reminded me of, I mean, you know, it's different. It's a different scenario, obviously, and it's also a movie. But um, did you ever see Zero Dark Thirty? No. You never saw that? Okay. Well, this, the last half an hour of that movie, it just reminded me because you, you get like a almost a first-person view of, of the situation unfold. Right. And he, they go through it, and it's just, it's just a, like a – like a well-oiled machine. They just kind of just went through and did what they had to do. Nobody questioned anything. They just, you know, went through and they knew how to, how to react in every room they went to, you know, no matter what they ran into, they knew how to handle it. And it's unbelievable because you got to go in there going, this guy or whoever it is can just turn that gun and I'm gone. Yeah. And they are just running in there and doing their job. And to see them, to see what they and it's just you know it's interesting. So the 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 cop, the first cop who shoots the 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 murderer shoots him. He goes down, and then another cop comes, and then they start to like swarm. And there's another cop who's who's got his handgun drawn, and he shoots the shooter like two or three times on the floor. And there's another cop, so there's like three of them. There's another cop who's just screaming like, "Move your hand from the gun! Move your hand from the gun!" You know, because he don't, I mean, at that time, the shooter was dead, you know, but he's like, move your hand because they don't know, you know, you don't know if they're going to pop up and fire off another couple of rounds at you. Right. You know, but to see that like intensity in that moment, it was unbelievably intense. And it just made me think like, I just, that's a special human being, you know, it, unless my kid is in that building, I don't know if I could go in that building. Yeah, I just no, don't I know if I can. You got to be in the right mindset, the right 
it, it's it's not an easy thing. I, I'm sure they were. I'm sure, no matter how quickly they acted and all this, I'm sure in the back of their minds, there, there there's some fear there. That's you know, of course, there's, there's going to be some element of that. You know, they don't know what's going to be around the next corner. So it's it's scary. I'm sure. Yeah. I know you got you got your boys around you. You got you know. Or girl, you know, women, men, and women all around you that are helping you. They they got you back, but again, you don't know what. Especially if you're the first one up front, you don't know what you're going to turn the corner and see. No idea what you're heading into. Yeah, and they so, just rolled in there strong. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Coco Pop, this is this is a funny thing here. I used to want to visit America. Now there isn't enough money in the world. You're lucky to get any tourist. Talk my bro out of Disney in Florida. They went to Euro Disney instead. You know. I do just kind of feel like the world is laughing at us because it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense that we are just holding on to this goddamn AR-15. I mean, forget the background checks, forget the the registry, forget all that stuff. You'd think we would at least just be able to get rid of this one gun alone. And I know people are like, well, the one gun is not going to vocal change. Yeah, but isn't it kind of interesting that it's the same fucking gun every goddamn time? Every time. The one constant yeah, no, in this, besides it's, white male, it's, it's, is the gun. It's unbelievable. Like the, I mean, the amount of rounds you can get off. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, better I than that, Frank. Go you got it. You go. Um, no, you're right. The 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 one constant is uh, is the gun, and there were people. Uh, there was a, a reporter. I think it was. I think it was, whatever Fox or one of these stupid fucking things. And they said uh, there was someone who said, "Oh, there was a side door. That's that's what we got to look at. That's what we got to see. The side door is the problem, because uh, you know how they get in and everything. It's like no side doors aren't the problem. The doors aren't the issue. They're trying to blame doors for the amount of doors that are in these schools." Uh, for for these people getting into the school it's like what are you talking about man like one constant is the fucking gun every time it's this stupid gun that for some reason you know people with small dicks need to hold on to i don't get it why they need to fucking have this gun what is the problem why do you need it you don't need it and then i like all right i like to i not not that i like to but i argue with people on twitter all the time and there was this one argument. The guy's like, well, um, uh, I, we're supposed to have, an, you know, it's to, to protect us from tyranny and the government and this stuff. And my response is, dude, if the government wants to get you, you're, you're not going to stop them. They have better, they, ha they have more people. They, you might take one of them out. But if that's your defense against the government trying to take you down, then you you lost already. So, what is the point of holding on to this stupid gun? Hunting. There are plenty of other methods to hunt. There are plenty of other weapons you could use. Most hunters of dignity will tell you they won't. You, they won't hunt with a, that gun. That's not a hunting rifle. Why don't you just hunt with dynamite? What? What? You know, just just throw grenades at the thing. What are you? Yeah. What are we doing anymore? Neil Brennan has a funny, uh, funny bit in his comedy uh, special blocks where he talks about people who make that argument that's to protect you from the tyranny of the government. It, like once a year on Christmas on Fox Live, they should let those people take on the government. 
He's yeah. like, you get like 10,000 of those people together and you get two people from the military. He's like, they can take all their weapons and guns and the military gets to take a drone. And let's see who fucking... And he's like, he acts the whole thing out. He's like, are you... He's like, all right. He goes, all right, they're all dead. You know, and he's yeah. like, that would be it. Well, that's that's the, that's the ball game, I guess. Yeah. And then I make the argument of, all right, well, Second Amendment, right shall not be infringed. Okay. Um, so if we're talking about the right to bear arms shall not be infringed. Forget the regu- militia has to be a regulated militia. People don't seem to understand that when you make this argument that, you know, regulated means regulations, but nobody nobody seems to grasp that concept. But um, if you talk about not infringing on a person's right to bear arms, well, then there's no limit. So is it legal or possible or advisable or smart for, let's say, a citizen to own a nuclear weapon? Is it that person's right? If they somehow obtain a nuclear weapon, maybe they built it, maybe they stole it, maybe they have it for some reason. I don't know. I know how you know far-fetched that is. But I'm saying if a, if a citizen can have that, is that infri- – and we go, no, we have to take that away. Is that infringing on his right to bear arms? Mm, that's a good argument. You know, because you're obviously – you're probably – anybody would probably say, well, ordinary citizen probably shouldn't have that much firepower. Yeah. That's the point. We're not, yeah. you know, you want to own a gun, own a gun. But what are we doing? Why do you need a fucking, the most powerful, crazy guns that you need? What was that? Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, it's crazy to think, but I, I, again, I would even relent to the point of like, yeah, like nobody wants to take away your second amendment rights and you can have a gun and you can have a rifle and, you know, but that one gun and people forget, uh, Robin pointed out before we did ban that weapon in this country before and And everybody was fine, you know? Yeah. And whether it helped or not, it's just, it's, you know, it's, we survived the, the union didn't disintegrate, you know, the Republic lived on without the AR 15 once before. Why not have it again? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't want to keep going down this, this rabbit hole. It's never ending. I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying abolish the second amendment. I'm saying amend it, change it, update it. It was written, uh, 250 years ago. We could probably update it a little bit. You know, we, we update the Constitution all the time. We add amendments. Yeah. That's why there are amendments. Yeah. We can probably update this one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's fucking one, I don't know, one or two sentences, maybe one. And it's, uh, it's outdated. Sorry, but it is. And the other thing everybody's saying, which is painfully obvious, obvious a wonderful and funny observation, but almost getting to a cliche point just 48 hours later, you have all these these rules and laws about people trying to outlaw um, drag shows and people, you know, protecting our kids in schools and all this stuff. And 
And again, you know, Frank, I'm on the show saying like, hey, maybe we just stay away from the sex talk in general at fucking third grade. Wait till they're a little older, you know, because I do believe in that. But at the same time, it's like you have these people that are going, well, we have to protect these kids from drag queens and and homosexuality and all this stuff. But it's okay for them to just get shot up in school. We want to protect our kids, but not from guns. It's like, what? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You want to protect this? You want to protect kids from a society that doesn't do, you know, has, they don't, they're not hurting anybody. And it's not sex. It's just a, a, it's a person in drag. They're not talking about, it's just a person wearing something different or dressed in a different way or looks different. They're not, you know, doing anything in a, they're they're just reading to kids as these uh, reading things that they want to stop, you know, drag queens from doing. Yeah. It's like, well, why, what is that doing? Why? Because, because the other thing too is like, and again, I th- I view it as two different things. I have no problem with with somebody going into a school and drag. I don't want like second graders like learning about sexual activity. Like that's that's no, a completely not different activity. thing. That, absolutely. Yeah. But that has drag. I just want to clarify. A person being saying. in drag has nothing to do with sexual activity. I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about that. Of course, you don't want kids being, you know, talked to about that stuff by. Anything. No, but it, but it's a true point though because it's like, what if what the kid that's got two dads like they can't fucking go in and read, you know, they can't show up at the fucking yeah uh, graduation ban... and kiss each other like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they want to ban uh, what's it called uh, fucking you know what's it called dildos in, in Texas. It's like oh you know can't have those up in uh, in convenience stores. It's like well you know that's how many how many. Dildos have killed kids. I don't know. Are they selling dildos in convenience stores? What's in like CVS or something. Oh, it is CVS. Like vibrators or something like that. It's like, I get it. You want to keep them out of, you know, if, but if you're, as long as you're along those lines of protecting children, this is a big one. This is a huge, this is a big one. (laughs) This is something that's killing. It's the number one cause of death in kids. That's it. Guns. I think what's going to happen is we're going to have to have a drag queen go in there and start plowing down kids. And maybe then they'll be like, you know what? This isn't, we got to rethink this. See that drag queen in there? Yeah, right. No, I don't get, and yeah, Christine Coulson says that it has to do with the slippery slope argument. But so any law is a slippery, you know, you pass any law, there's always a danger of slippery slope. But not you know one not all the time and if two everybody said if everybody was worried about slippery slope no laws would get passed because if you ban uh marijuana then what's next uh, you ban you know al- alcohol and then there's this and that and and it's just oh it's a slippery slope once you ban one thing it's like no it doesn't have to be that way you know it's crazy going back to what you were saying about tyranny i was reading the bill the TikTok ban bill I mean, you really do have to watch Congress because they put shit in that bill that would they would that would allow the government to surveil just damn near anybody for whatever reason. Like there would be it, it almost eliminates your privacy online. This the way this bill is written, and it's just so. Like, like if you, if you give that, those savages an inch, they'll take a fucking mile, you know, cause they're, what they're trying to do with this whole thing 
forget TikTok end of it. Like they are literally just trying to take your and listen, I have no problem with the government surveilling its citizens, but you better go to a judge and get a fucking warrant for it. Like there has to be a process involved because you can't just be like, oh, we're gonna just, you know, spy on ant today. They're gonna come across all sorts of weird pornographic materials, you know. <laughs> um, it's it's um it's ridiculous because I'm sorry. It's uh, just if anybody has any doubt or anything, just look at the the thing John Stewart did when he was talking about guns. You know, look. Yeah, at that. he did a good job. That he was like job. the perfect interview about it. And I'm not talking um, about you know drag queens doing sexual whatever in front of anybody. You know, kids. That's of course that's wrong. You know, but that's not what they're doing. They're reading books. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Coco Pop. Uh, like the Patriot Act, Act did. You know, it's funny, extenuating circumstances cause for, you know, different scenarios. I was okay with some of that Patriot Act stuff at the time. It was necessary. It was a really strange, weird, bizarre time of like, we don't know where our enemies are coming from. So we're going to have to give up a little bit of privacy and rights. So I, I, you know, I'm not thrilled about it, but it was, I think, necessary at the time. But now... This thing with TikTok, completely unnecessary to give all these people complete and total. Like, you want to investigate somebody, that's fine. You want to surveil them, fine. Go to a judge and get a warrant. There's a reason why we have these rules in place. You want to make that process a bit easier because you're investigating criminals or sexual traffickers or anything? Fine. All okay with me. But you can't just give the government a right to just flip a switch and look at everything that we're doing in our own personal private lives. It's just, you can't give up that privacy. That's just not, it's not the way our, uh, our world is uh, built. Um, Frank, this story is so stupid, but has, it's about time. We have a stupid friggin' story. It has gotten out of control. And it's one of those things where I read the headline and I go, let me, this guy's being a dick. What a jerk. And then I read the article and I go, Damn it, I'm kind of on their side. So it is a airplane situation. Mm-hmm. And basically this traveler, is, they're sitting in two, there's two seats. There's the, the window seat, aisle seat, right? Mom traveling with her kid. Mm-hmm. This traveler is in the window seat. The kid is in the aisle seat next to the traveler. The mother is behind the kid. The mother goes to the traveler can we switch seats so I could sit with my kid? The traveler goes, no, not giving up my seat. (laughs) And I'm like, who wouldn't give up their seat so that a parent could sit with the kid? Listen, I would. I, cause I'm a parent. I know what that's like. I'd be like, of course. Um, But at the same time, I know that there are some really peculiar people out there that have their travel superstitions and won't get on a plane unless they're in a window seat. And I think that's that case. I think that's what this person was because they were like, no, I'm not. Well, I think if that person explained it to the woman like that, listen, I, I. I, I, I'll panic. I'll have a full-blown panic attack if I'm not sitting next to the window. I'm sorry. I understand your position, but I have to be by a window or else I'll, 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 freak, I'll freak the hell out. Maybe then, instead of saying, no, no, I'm just not doing it. You know, if you explain your situation, then people should understand. 
Not to mention, well, what about the person sitting next to her? Can you switch with my daughter so that my daughter can move back and sit next to me? Work out a three-way trade, right? Because that, that's the truth. You know, and you've, we've all been in this situation, and I hate it. This is my worst-case scenario, where, where somehow the blame winds up on you, and you're looking around and going, well, there's three other people that could take this blame, too. There are more options here than just being like, I'm the one being a dick. You could. Why didn't they ask the person next to them? They're just as much to blame. Yet this person got asked first, and now everybody hates this person. That's unfair. I kind of hate that person. Well, here's what the person said. They go, the mother and the daughter were part of a large travel group. So why the fuck are they asking me? Why didn't they ask somebody else in the travel group to switch seats? They could have picked another crew to switch. They could have, because that's the thing. Let's say you got, there's a bunch of, they said there's like 20 other people in this group on the plane. You got other two seats. They didn't want to split themselves up to accommodate the woman and the mom. So why is that person being asked to make all the sacrifices? Because they're a stranger? No, I think that person was asked because they were right there sitting next to the daughter. It was just easier to to tap the guy on the shoulder instead of getting up and turning to the group and saying anybody, you know, she just probably didn't think it was that big of a deal to go, excuse me, sir, would you mind just switching seats with me? She probably didn't see that as a huge deal, but it became a huge deal. Um, so I think you're right, though. Once he says no, I mean, what what happened? So that was it. They had to sit separate the whole flight. Yeah, that was it. That, that's what they did. They just sat separate the whole flight. Now, there who's was no at- one else on the plane that could have switched? Um, I mean, sitting next, you got the, the daughter in front, the mom in the back. And a person sitting next to the mom, ask that person. Well, and here's a weird thing. Now you don't want to switch your seat, but you're stuck sitting next to a toddler the whole flight. You know how annoying that is? That's very annoying. If they're annoying, sure. Uh, yeah, that's probably annoying. But he's, you know, he's, he said, no, I don't want to switch. He could, he could have switched and been nowhere near the toddler. So some people were on the person's side of not switching because they're like, you know, I will. I refuse to move unless I'm getting the same or, you know, an equal seat or a better seat. And some people were like, what kind of heartless asshole won't move to to accommodate mom and daughter? And, and then also you want to sit next to a toddler the whole flight? What are you, a fucking Prince Andrew? Allegedly. Right. No, you move. You get up and you move. So who's at fault here? I want to pick a side. I picked, uh, I think the guy who didn't move is, is a jerk. But uh, unless, again, unless he's got some... Um, condition right, where he's going to have a panic attack. He's going to freak out if he's not by the window. Then I understand. But if he explained that to the mom and said, listen, I would love to switch, but that's probably not how it went down, you're saying. He was just like, no. Yeah, he said hell to the fuck no is what he yeah. said to her. Okay, so that's that's ridiculous. I Could have went about it. I'm, nice on, I'm on the parent's side then. This is shocking. The parents on the stranger's side and the non-parent is on the parent's side. That's crazy. I didn't see that coming. So if you're if it's you and your your son is sitting in the seat in front of you and the, and you ask the person sitting next to your son, "Can I switch with you?" And he says, "Hell to the fuck no" or whatever whatever he says, you He's would have no fist problem. In the face if he says that to me. I'm exactly. not going to lie. Exactly. But but the uh, but she asked that person why that person and not the one next to her, like you just said. I don't know. (laughs) She asked that person. I have no idea. 
Maybe she did ask the person next to next to her right after that, but I don't know. And here's the other thing. You okay. You're not it's not a surprise of what seat you're getting. You know what seat you're getting going into the plane. Go up to a flight attendant, go up to the person at the checkout desk, you know, the check-in desk there when you get to the gate and be like, uh, I'm separate from my daughter. Can you work something out? Put it on them. Well, yeah. why do you got to be in there negotiating and, and trying to figure this shit out yourself? The only thing I could think of is that if it was a group flight, like you said, maybe they didn't get all their tick, you know, they didn't get their tickets until they got to the airport and they didn't know where their seats were. And they just went here, 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 here's your tickets. Mm. And then they go, all right. And, but then why would they be right in front of each other? I don't know. Then it's the person who is organizing the trip's fault. Because if you're if you're separating the mom from the daughter and other people are just fucking sitting next to each other, yeah. then you're well, the asshole. The separate seating is definitely the parents' fault or the group's fault. Absolutely. But the not switching is on the guy, is on the, the, the stranger. Fucking Paul. Maybe the guy was a Republican. Only kids in the womb are cared about. It's a good point. Boom. <laughs> it's a good point. Uh, Dia, my son was nine months old. We flew to Oregon once. He fussed and cried almost the whole time when we landed. This dude came storming up to be pissed. Took one look at my son and his face softened. You can't get mad at a kid on a plane. That's a oh, shitty would... place for a kid to be. Yeah, they don't, they're not. If I were, you know, I want to scream on a plane. I hate, you know, flying. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's annoying. If I were a kid, I'd be freaking, you know, I'd be freaking out too. It's, you got to sit still. If, First of all, getting the kids to sit still is probably has got to be a nightmare by itself. And then controlling them, telling them you're on a plane and you're flying, they're probably freaking out a little bit too. And then the air pressure changes. It's a it's a probably a scary thing, and they're, they're going to freak out a little bit. You got to have a little compassion there. Plus, you throw some headphones on, and you'll be fine. That's why those those Kindles and iPads are just a godsend. You stick yeah. one of those in front of these stupid kids, but that must have cut down on on kids screaming and crying in planes. I was on a flight. There was a kid across the aisle screaming, you know, cry, baby crying. Threw my headphones on. I didn't hear a thing, and it was fine. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I was thinking giving the headphones to the kid, but you're right. If you put your own headphones on, you are yeah. you're minimizing that too. I didn't hear a thing. It was perfect. Thank God for headphones. Yeah. Um, although I'll tell you this, and I stand by this, and you might call me crazy here, but I think if once, just once, when you have a screaming kid on a plane, you grab that kid and throw them right out the fucking door while the plane is moving, mm. every kid will be quiet on the plane for the rest of the ride, and then you just show every other kid that little film clip. And be like, well, they're going to throw you off the plane if you don't shut the fuck up. All you got to do is do it once. I see. Think about it. And yeah, it's, it's I know what you're work. thinking. No CGI bullshit. The kids can detect that. They can smell a fake coming a mile away. You got to really throw one off. So the you're, you're talking about really tossing a kid out the door. Yeah. One of them's got to go. We got to sacrifice one kid to just for peace and quiet for everybody else for the rest of uh, time. Right. Stand yeah. by that. I, I'm with you. Go on this one. Too soon. That and free school lunches for everybody. That's what I'm going to be running on in my next campaign. I'm with you on half of that stuff. Um, Too soon from what? When was the last time they threw somebody out of a fucking airplane? I think he's referring to kids being. Oh, oh, dad, I can I can joke about that. No, it's not that. Yeah, we're not talking. That's not that. It's it's the plane thing. 
Um, Simpsons characters in real life. Now, what are you talking about? Is this like the artist drew up Simpsons characters and made them look real? No. So the AI is all the rage. Oh, God. Here we go. Now you just like type in the thing. Like, let me see, you know, blah, blah, blah. I could type in. I could type in. Let me see Frankie C in a MAGA hat. And I will finally get that image. <laughs> it seems to be the only way I can get it that ain't happening image. otherwise. <laughs> we should talk about that. You you poo-pooing a bit. I, I will poo-poo a bit that gets me in a MAGA hat. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> we had this funny little bit that we were talking about doing. And then I said to Frank, I go, I'll put you, I'll digitally put you in a MAGA hat. And then I showed him how ridiculous it would look like that. It was painfully obvious he was not wearing it. And he was like, nope, not even doing that. I was like, you're not even going to do this part of it. You want no part of that whole. I want as I want to be as far away from MAGA as I could possibly be. Mm. That just represents the just the awful awfulness that I that I I just associate it with just awful terrible. I'm surprised even for a bit. Like I thought you would see that. Oh, the 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 laugh will supersede any kind of. And nobody could accuse you of being a MAGA supporter. Not no. not with the premise of the bit. No, ain't happening. Hmm. You're not going to get me in one of those hats. And I just, I don't know. I just don't see, like, is it worth the laugh? No, it's not. We'll do something else funny that'll, that'll get a laugh. I don't know. We're running out of juice here. You better come up with something good. Um, <laughs> fucking running out of funny juice. So anyway, so this guy goes into AI and he types in, I want to see the Simpsons characters, you know, in, you know, what they would look like if they were real. Right. And it was not just the Simpsons characters. It's a bunch of cartoon characters. The link for the photos is in the description. If you guys want to. Oh, I hate you. You can't put them on. on it. Yeah, I can't put it. I'm not sure that this guy won't try and sue us if I put his fucking pictures on. So damn it. You know, like all I could do is give the link and everybody could take a look at it. I'll tell you what, though, the fucking olive oil at number 15 is kind of like hysterical and amazing. Well, I feel like olive oil is uh, what's her name? All right. That I've seen. That's not that's not AI. No, the, these are um, God. These are all AI images. I don't know. I've seen the Mo number one, the Mo one. I've seen that like years ago. I saw Really? Yeah, that one I've seen. I haven't seen these. Okay. It's not just... Yeah, it's all different cartoons. It's not just... Uh... Yes. So so we'll go through the numbers. Mo is one. Two is Eric. Three is Carl Fredrickson from Up, which is hysterical. Up. Yep. That's a pretty good one. Uh, Moana. Okay. Ariel. Okay. Whatever. Uh, Tinkerbell, fine. Tinkerbell. Pocahontas, Pocahontas, nobody gives a shit. Here's why nobody Jasmine. gives a shit about the princesses. Like Disney hires all these fucking people. Like that's we've seen this already. That's we've in the seen, Disney right. parks, you know. Right. They got Ned Flanders now as number nine. <laughs> that's, that's, Ned Flanders. that's a good one. Look at ten. Oh, that's my brother. Right now, no, that guy kind of looks like your brother. He kind of does. I'll give you that. I mean, your brother would have looked far better than this AI composition, but that's, you know. Then you got Rapunzel, Aladdin, Anna from Frozen, Peter Pan. The Peter Olive Pan Boy. eyebrows are pretty good. Peter Pan. Whoa. Those eyebrows are freaking me out. 
Uh, olive oil, I always, I always liked. Um, what's her name as Olive Oil from the movie? The one with Robin Williams. Yeah, she was yeah. good. I forget she was her name. Perfect. I, f- I feel like from the cartoon, she was a perfect Olive Oil. Yeah. Um, this girl's good too, though, because she got the little schnoz action going on. Yeah, well, that's true. Lady Tremaine is good. Okay. Handsome Hans is Lady good. Lady Tremaine. I'm not sure who that is. Kristoff, Elsa's got a little bit of a lazy eye. Uh, John Smith, Snow White. Snow White's hot as fuck. John Smith. Look at Bart Simpson. Snow White, there you go. Number 23. Bart Simpson's freaking me out a little bit. Right? Yep. Was that number? That was the last one? That was the last one, yeah. And Bart Simpson a little creepy. Bart Simpson's a little creepy looking. But that, that, not bad. All right. The Mo one I've definitely seen, though. That That's an old picture. There was some artist that came up with a bunch of them. And Mo is an old one. Shelly Duvall. Thank you, Laura. Shelly Duvall. She was a great olive oil. Great olive oil. Good job, Laura. Uh, here, there was another one. I'll flash this up on the screen quick. That's Homer. It's not bad. It looks like, uh, I don't want to say. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Somebody we know. Somebody we know. <laughs> <laughs> but he looks a little creepy and deranged, though, which I guess Homer oh, kind of does. Homer's kind of deranged. Did we talk about how they're going to end The Simpsons? No, but we should. How are they going to end Oh, yeah, that? we did. We did. We did talk about it. That it was all a dream or it was from season two on or something? It was a there's dream. A yeah, there's a theory about that. Like in the third, or f- third season or so, they Bart on an April Fool's prank puts Homer in like a coma. Right. And so the theory is everything after that episode is Homer's coma dreams. Yeah, I think I said this before, too. I love that because the fact that they never got older and like that would explain a lot and just make it all like wonderfully realistic. And it would be nice. Fun. You never know. Plus, that's when it got like ridiculous. The the first and second season, um, to an extent, I think the third were kind of based in some some sort of reality and then they put homer on a you know they sent homer to into space and they fucking you know then they do like the crazy outlandish things but um the first couple of seasons were like they get a dog they go to counseling they do you know they do these uh they go camping you know so realistic stuff right yeah like stuff families would do um did jonah hill get engaged fans are speculating 39 years old, he's uh, been with Olivia Millar, and pictures surface that has a ring on her finger. Uh, the, Whoa! The Daily Mail has this story. She's pretty hot. Like, I, I like, here's the thing, I'm not going to speak against Jonah Hill, a fellow fat guy. I gotta, I'm on his side forever. But Sometimes he's not. He's a little skeevy looking at times, don't you think? Yeah, I mean... He looks a little like he hasn't showered in a few, in a, in a week or so. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and I hate to say this, but I have to. I worry about him. I don't think he's going to live a long, fruitful life. Really? For a couple of reasons. One this is an obvious one, the weight fluctuation. Like this guy goes, he lost a ton, then he gained a lot of it back, and he's losing it, he's gaining it. It's weird. And you look, you look at him from like week to week, and sometimes he looks like famished, like he's starving himself. And other times he's like, it looks like, oh, you've had a bad two weeks of eating, you know, because he's like 
way heavier in two weeks than you thought he would have been. Agreed. But that, and he also has this like starving artist kind of like uh, emo side to him where I just, I don't know, I worry about him a bit. He shouldn't. I mean, he's in whatever movie he wants to be in. He was nominated for an Oscar. I mean. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he writes really good shit. He's like, I think he's just there. I don't think it's good when a guy is too in touch with their feelings. And I feel like Jonah is one of those guys that is just way in touch with his feelings. When you say in touch with his feelings, you mean like um, too in his own head and too. Um, like, I bet when he gets sad, he probably gets really sad and it probably okay. lasts for like five days. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, last time I talked to Jonah Hill, I mean, <laughs> couldn't tell you. Like, I worry about that with like singers, songwriters like James Hetfield. Like he's he's to me one of those guys where it's like when Hetfield's in a funk. He's going to write four depressing songs in a row. But that's his catharsis. That's how he gets out yeah. his feelings. Most singer, most songwriters, I feel, are way, you have to be way in touch with your feelings to write that kind of shit. Hmm. And I think that's a little dangerous. And I think it's dangerous when you got like a Jonah kind of guy and he's fluctuating on the weight and all this crazy. Stuff. And by the way, too, everybody, and he's talked about this too, just everybody talks about his weight. Everybody's just constantly like, and I'm sorry, I'm guilty of it too. It's like, you see how fat he is or you see how skinny he is now? Like, it's always about well, the I guy's think, weight. Well, that's only because it's so dramatic of a change in such a short time. You know, that's like the big thing with him. You know, he's in, I feel like in most roles, he's Jonah Hill. You know, yeah. very rarely does he branch out into other, you know, he's not like a, a very what's the what's the word you know he doesn't he doesn't do a lot of different types of roles he's very the same kind of character in every in every movie and i like him because i think he just made a movie with like his therapist where okay. it was like all all about him and his therapist and like how shitty it must be to be his therapist which i that's kind of funny i could appreciate that all right so but like that, it's like that kind of shit where it's like you know. I don't, he's I don't, a therapist. That's a good start. It is a good start, but I worry about him. I worry about him. Um, and I also like there's a bunch of stuff of his that he's made that I want to see, and I do like him. But I will say this: he was great in Superbad. He was really great in Moneyball. He was phenomenal in The Wolf of Wall Street. Outside of that, like that last one that he did with Eddie Murphy was so disappointing. I didn't see that. It was one of those things where, like, I saw it and I was like, "Oh, it's not good." If you guys want to, if you want to watch it, watch it. But the more I've let time go between watching it and now, I'm kind of like, "That was a waste of time of a movie." I liked. I mean, it wasn't. It was. He was playing again. He was playing himself. But a funny movie that I think is underrated is, I think it's called "This Is the End." Is that where they all play themselves? They all play themselves, and it's like the end of the world. Yeah, I, I got to see that. I haven't seen that yet. You haven't seen it? Oh, no. It's, it's very good. It, it's definitely underrated. It's it's really funny. Mm. And Jonah Hill, I think it's because he's like, it's it's just, take my word for it. You, you, you'd like it, I think. Because he's fun. Like when you, when, when it's Jonah Hill, when you, Jonah Hill is playing Jonah Hill, it's funny. Yeah, get him to the Greek. Funny, because it's him playing him. That's true. He was really good in get him to the Greek. That was a good one. You know? There was a, 
There's a movie where he babysits a bunch of kids and it get you know it gets all crazy and whatever. He was good in that. That was I forget what it's called, but he was very good in that. I mean, when you put him in something, it's not like you could say, "Well, Jonah Hill was bad." It's either the movie's bad because he's always you, you. You know what you're getting when you get Jonah Jonah Hill. I feel like right. You know, it's it's usually either it's a shit movie or it's a good movie, but he, Jonah Hill's consistent. I feel like. Very much so. Uh, Lesbianics, Frank. What is this? So this was trending on Twitter um, just today. And it is a post from Ask Aubrey, at Ask underscore Aubrey. And I know who this person is, but again, you got to be pretty, you got to put out something pretty significant to start trending on Twitter these days. And so the tweet says, fellas, is it gay to have sex with women? Question mark. And the photograph is uh again more text and here's what it says face sitting cowgirl and any other position with the woman on top are fundamentally acts of homosexuality what <laughs> the male by being in a sexually submissive position is engaging in homosexual activity and conversely the woman being in a dominant position is engaging in lesbianics. Oh, so this is just a made-up word. Okay, got it. I, I but uh, what a great word, lesbianics. I mean, let's be honest. It sounds like <laughs> let's be honest. Like I mean, just the mechanics of lesbianism, lesbianics. I just I, there's something about that. I just appreciate that word. Whoever made who, it up. Uh, who is this person, and what are they? I mean, is this ask Aubrey saying that she agrees with this? Or is this like, look how ridiculous this is? I think I, listen, you know me, and I get in trouble for this. I think everything is comedy. I don't think she's, I don't think this is serious whatsoever. Does have, it does have a lot of ha-has. Yeah, and there's a little thing on the bottom that says, do not support or condone the ideas or behaviors in these posts, but publish them to shed light and initiate need conversation. I don't know. So that seems serious. The thing has been, the thing came out just, three four hours ago it's got almost a million views already so people are reading it but um that doesn't make any sense to me i mean it's just kind of this crazy way of like here we are in the world we're now <laughs> if you let your chick sit on your face you're that doesn't make any sense that's not the definition of listen to me sexuality if that made sense, you can just call me fucking Liberace right now, all right? Because that's, you know, that's how your old pal oh. likes to get down, okay, big dog? Hey. That's, there ain't nothing wrong with a little bit of that hey, action. Hey. Nothing wrong with any of it. It's all good. Here's all the other thing. Here is good. Go ahead. You were going to say something. No, I was done. Go ahead. I was going to say, here's the other thing. You know, I used to like it. I used to like it when the girl got on top out of pure laziness. Now that I'm 40, I like it when she gets on top on top because my hips killing me. All right. <laughs> I can't move the way I used to. All right. I don't need to know that. <laughs> you know, it used to be like, would you like it if I get on top of it? But like, yeah, you dirty girl. Now it's like, yeah, my fucking hip is driving me crazy. Please. You're more like... I'd like it if you didn't wake me. Just do what you got to do. I don't care. <laughs> All this, whatever's happening happens, I'm good. 
now I'm like, can we get a can we get a twenty? Because I just I need a Gatorade. <laughs> like, a freaking sandwich or some pancakes <laughs> or something. Because I can't. I need a breather. It's getting like old sucks, game. dude. Getting old stinks. I mean, it does. I had a little bit of a right after I hit forty, like the literally the day after I hit forty, I had like a a little bit of a slump, like that physically. Like I was sick, and then I had the back a back thing, and a little, a little there's a couple of other things that I can't even think. I think I had like a tooth. Oh, I had my wisdom teeth pulled. Mm. Had some other shit going. On, and I was like, "What the fuck, man? I just I just made it to four, and now all this shit happened." So, but once I got past that hump, knock on wood, we're we're, we're running we're running like a well-oiled machine right now. Yeah, it is no it's no bullshit that. Like forties, the cutoff, man. Like, it, it is like a it is like a hard deadline. It's a clock. Yeah. Like at forty, it all went downhill. No, I hear you. Did you hear this? Like, um, I never get. I think I talked about this once before, but if you hear that Neil deGrasse Tyson thing, that the person, the first person to, there's a theory that the first person to be immortal, to be to live forever, is already born. Oh, I think I have heard him say that. Meaning like, let's say that person right now is 10 years old. When they get to, I don't know, 70. And, and that time, let's say they're 10 now. So 60 years from now, they'll be able to extend their life to, let's say, live to 150. Then before they get to 150, by that time, we'll have the technology to extend their life to this much and then mm-hmm. to that much. So by the time they keep reaching those um, milestones, we'll be able to extend life more and more, and that person could just keep going. We we are threatening our our self inflicted rule of doing an hour tonight, but I have to ask you now that you brought this up, what do you think about that? Because I'm of two thoughts here, where I I can't help but feel as I look at people get older. You know, I watch my parents. I watch people that are older than my parents. And my parents are in their 70s, so they, I think they still... But I kind of feel like 100 seems to be a great number. You know, like 100 seems to be pretty good. And you know what's funny, Frank? I used to joke around, like... And I still do. Like, oh, if I go down, just leave me. How many more stakes can I have? Like, it's over. We've done it all. But the truth of the matter is, is, like, you... There is this thing built inside all of us to stay alive for as long as possible no matter how yeah. shitty it is no matter how 40 you are and that hip is driving you crazy we sure. that's our instinct our our um uh i forget what it's called but it's your 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 wanting to live instinct you know that's what stops you from you know it's what gets you up out of the water when you're underwater you know it's 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 your survival instinct that's what it's called survival instinct survival you just want to you just want to keep you know stay alive of course you don't nobody wants to give up yeah then you know you get to like a hundred and if they say oh i could extend your life another 50 years well you're a hundred is the next 50 years gonna be you know miserable and you can't walk or you can't do this your 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 mind is going and you can't you know you're control your your bowels and all this stuff you know uh, what 
how do you know what's it going to be like rose aunt you're too young to have hip problems tell me about it when it rains it gets worse that that turned out to be true too i thought that oh, was just a, a joke good, that's yeah the dampness gets to your joints oh my god hugo 30s are old you feel it slow down and hangovers are horrible body pops and knee cracks charlie horses and the thing after drinking hard who has the time for alcohol i'm see i didn't feel that in my 30s but i do feel that in my 40s i you know what i had those uh i had those problems in my 20s the knee cracking the back problem i had back surgery in my 20s i had uh yeah but that was like a sports injury though that was charlie horses still it was a back problem it was an old age though no uh rebecca i'm 45 got off the couch a couple hours ago and felt something funny in my back <laughs> now i'm laying in bed with a heating pad wondering what i did to deserve yeah you don't have to do anything to to, to cripple yourself you just get a, you sneeze you could throw your back out that's how ridiculous it is i'm laughing rebecca because i feel this on a daily on like twice a week this happens to me where i'm like so you get up and you're like what the fuck is that now yeah so you, you turn a certain way you go to lift some pick up something off the floor yeah and, and you, you go oh shit and you have to sit down and it's like what what is that I, i'm at the point now if i drop money on the floor it had better be a 50 dollar bill because if anything is less i'm not picking it up it's just not <laughs> yeah, worth it that's where that's living now <laughs> gonna pay more and in, in, in insurance uh when my insurance goes up you know yeah one of the kids will pick it up one of the kids yeah, that's true i dude I've, I'm doing that too. So we have the old Sicilian security system here at the house. And for those of you who don't know what that is, if you have a sliding glass door in your home, Sicilians will put a wooden bar on the bottom so that you can't physically open the door. Oh, I thought the Sicilian thing was anybody who attacks your house, you put a horse's head in their bed. That too. Um, but that, so the bar just lays on in the track for the sliding glass door and now when I want to go out the back door, I literally call my daughter over to pick up the ball. <laughs> Dude, you yeah. got to maybe stretch, do some stretches or something. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Something. I got to get, get, some, gotta get back get to some, the gym. But going back to it, like, I see what you're saying. But do, like, it, what I think is the your a lot of things are going to have to change because your quality of life at 100 is just not good. And I wonder how I'm going to feel when I get to that age. Cause I find myself every sort of plateau I get to, I want to know what you think in the chat. I want to know what Frank thinks every plateau I get to, I am amazed at how much everything that everybody said before me about that particular age is true and how much my perspective on a lot of things have changed now that I'm here. Well, I think it's, it's different now because it's so wait, just like just can I, can I just put a bow on that? Yeah, 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 yeah. To wrap it up, I look at it now and go a hundred sitting on the couch and just kind of watching TV and just barely surviving and having trouble going to pee and all that stuff doesn't sound appealing to me. And I wonder if that will change by the time I hit ninety five, where I'm like, God, I would I want another thirty years. Well, what if you get to that point and they can like cyborg you up where you're where you're like half robot and shit. Well, okay. My question to you is: Is what if they don't cyborg you up? Would do you think you're going to change and want to keep it going as long as possible, no matter what, no matter what age you are or what kind of quality of life you have? I don't know, man. It's rough. I mean, unless you're uh, 
Dick Van Dyke type of shape at 99 or however. Getting into accidents and leaving the scene of the crime kind of shit. I mean, right. Unless you're uh, you're still dancing and singing and you're 97, 98 years old. It's it's tough. It's a tough, you know, it's a tough time to take when you get to that age. Not everything's going to be as easy as it was. But my other point is I feel like each decade with every generation, the decades get pushed back. In other words, when we were when we were kids, the six being in your fifties and sixties seemed very old to us. Yeah, and even like you know just the way people looked and acted and everything. But now, fifty and sixty is not that old anymore. It doesn't seem old. It doesn't. You got uh, you know, Jennifer Lopez is is fifty, fifty one, and it's like if she's dancing and doing all these tours and and singing and jumping around stage and stuff and it's not like you know what's the youngest golden girl was 50 or 51 <laughs> i know right so uh, you know back in that was in the 80s so it's i feel like it's different now it's everybody the the, the bar is getting pushed back a little bit all right this is a fucked up question frank we can't stay on these for too much long. by the way we can shelf some of this talk for 420 show oh yeah that'd be great should we save this question for 420 show that's a good question for 420. Yeah, this is a, now. All right, here's the question. Would you upload your consciousness to an AI world to be rich and immortal, like live forever in the meta? Let's save that. I'm not you good call. Let's save that for a 420 show. That's a trippy question that, that we can get into. We could really yeah. go nuts on that one. Yeah, I love that question. That's a great question. All right, final topic of the uh podcast here, Frankie C. Pepsi changes their logo. Um, people go crazy. I feel like any sort of change now, people just go crazy. I like the new logos. Fine, you know. I don't see anything wrong with it. The only thing I'll say is that it's uh, a little bigger than the can. I'm kidding. <laughs> I know that's the thing. Uh, but no, it looks fine. Um, I got no problem with that logo. Here's what's weird to me: the new logo, which is on the right, if you're looking at the screen. Yeah. That is the Pepsi logo to me. The thing that we've been living with for the last 15, 20 years is not the real logo. Because if you look at the logo before that logo, it's the new logo. Like the yeah, old logo had Pepsi in the white part of the, the swirly, swirly do. Did it? And it wasn't that font, though. It was probably the old font. The, one the font. Left. The font changed. Yeah. Yeah. But this idea of like, because if you remember the the Today logo, right? Yeah. That was the tomorrow logo. Just if that thing swirled and moved a little more, it dipped and made that weird little wave thing. That's what it did yeah. in all the commercials. That's funny. Paul says old Pepsi looks like a stomach. It kind of does, like an <laughs> actual, like a model of the uh, the um, digestive tract. So the the old, oh, the the current one. Yeah. No. The old. The yeah. The one on the left. The today one. Yeah. The old one. It looks like that it does. White part looks like a stomach. Right. It does. Yeah. This is the, this is the thing that you will need stapled if you keep drinking these cans <laughs> once a day. I like the uh, I like the one on the right. I I got no problem with that one. Me too. It's old school. I mean, I don't care for the font all that much. The P looks a little weird. I think the uh, it does look a little weird, but I think the. I wonder if they tried it with the writing going along with the. Uh, the, the wave, curve, the wave. Mm. 
I don't know, but that's fine. I got no problem with this. With this, they changed it to all capital letters. Looks like. Yeah. They were all lowercase in the old one. Good point. It's funny though, because Pepsi changes their shit all the time. That Coca Cola writing has been the exact same. Oh, that big script. Yeah. Yeah. They have not changed that friggin' logo once. Yeah, I wonder why. Well, it seems like it. Yeah, what the hell? Why not? Why not change the logos? Who cares? Just freshen it up. You know what's weird, though? Do you feel like there's a winner and a loser? There's a first and a second place in every category. Like Coca-Cola is one and Pepsi's two. Right. I agree. I don't even know if that's real. I don't know what their sales are. I have no idea anymore. I'm pretty sure Coca-Cola has always been winning. It's got to be because whenever you want soda, your first instinct is to say Coke. Rum yeah. and Coke. No one says rum and Pepsi. Well, the name of it actually is Coke, isn't it? I mean, mean? An, another name for soda is Coke. No, I think it's the brand name. It's like Band-Aid. No, but Coke, C-O-K-E, is like another word for soda. But Coca-Cola oh. is the brand name. So, so you could have a Coke, but it's a Pepsi? Yes. That's weird. You're freaking me. This is another 420 topic. It is. It really is. <laughs> I can't have a Coke, but it's actually a Pepsi. Like McDonald's is always number one. Burger King is number two. Yeah. And it's rare that you ever see that number two overtake number one. It almost is, never, ever happens. I can't think of a time where I'm trying to think if there is ever a case of that. Maybe I'd say in the potato chip company uh, business, I feel like number one was wise for a long time. And I don't think it's number one anymore. Mm. Maybe Doritos or, or Lay's or something. I, I feel a, like that, that fluctuates. That's a good question. Who's the number one chip? Wise like, or Lay's? Yeah, I feel like 80s and 90s, it was either Wise or Lay's. And now it's anybody's game, I feel like. Wise and Lay's are still there. I don't think they're number one anymore. Mm. What's the number one ice cream? Uh, not like not like what you love most or what tastes the best. Like Ben and Jerry's maybe or Hagen, number one. Hagen does Ben and Jerry's. I think Briars. Really? Yeah, because I think I, I I don't know. I'd love to know what people think about this. I feel like Briars is always first in the aisle. Like I don't know we, if it's first. I, I it's there. I always see it, but I I feel like. There are more flavors than the other ones. I mean, Briars to me is like a handful of flavors. You don't get any wacky, crazy flavors with Briars. You don't. Yeah, they are. They are traditional. They are sticking with it. They are conservative. If if, if Briars ice cream could vote on the Second Amendment, they'd vote to keep it the way they make ice cream flavors. <laughs> Very laid back. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I I grew up with Briars. I like. I have no problem with Briars. I don't think there's a better vanilla than Briars. You just cannot get a better vanilla than Briars. It's a bold statement. It's it's. I think it's undisputed. All right. There's no better vanilla than Briars. I'm in. Um, Paul says boycott Ben and Jerry's. I heard something about this. They they support the insurrection. There was something like the the owners or something or like. Yeah, it was something. Those like tree hugging hippies. I highly doubt it. I'm telling you, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, maybe Paul's wrong and I'm wrong. But I heard. So, that sounds familiar. Mm. Yeah, um, Budweiser. Like, 
king of beers with all with all the craft beers and all the other things it's still i feel like it's still budweiser is it you think i think so i feel well it's weird because the region like i feel like in our neck of the woods maybe sam adams it depends on where you go in the country like in new england probably sam adams over bud yeah yeah but you're but, talking overall and you walk into any restaurant it's bud but light and then okay maybe sam adams or whatever the hell else yeah it's always those those two that are going to be there yeah and again it's not yeah look at paul ew it's not they're not necessarily the best no they're not the best thing i'm just saying who's number one one instance where this happened and this is an easy one oreo and hydrox people don't know but hydrox was first and oreo came second a, that'll that'll always boggles my mind why would you name a it sounds like a laundry detergent <laughs> why it would does. you name your cookie hydrox yeah it's a bad name that's such a weird name and they're still why. around right they still they still make cookies i don't know if they still are but they were for a really long time i feel like they have them like on planes so you can't get oreos you get hydrox yeah <laughs> you get a hydrox <laughs> Fucking Tennessee, that backwards ass state. You can get Hydrox still, probably. Hydrox. All right. What? That's it. That's all I got, Frankie C. You got anything else? Uh, Just uh, become a member. That 420 show is coming up pretty quick. We're going to bring some members on, and uh, we're going to talk to you guys. We'll bring up some topics. We'll have a a good time. I'm going to get drunk. You don't have to partake. It's not an obligation. You know, that's uh, that's another thing. Sorry to interrupt you. Why the gummies are a bit more appealing? Because there's no hangover. Is that right? Yeah, there's no like, ooh, the next day. See, I'm pro gummy because you're not. It's just something you take yourself. You're not forcing other people to inhale it. Yeah, it's true. It's just you know, it's like it's like alcohol. You're just doing it to yourself. It's a good point. Thank you. So become a member. Only members can be on the show with us. So that's good join up catch you guys on the next episode friday baby have a great one show me potato salad maybe we should go now